the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to connect to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio Show, where we dive into God's Word and Kingdom topics. Best things we do is give to the needy around us. We are giving to people who are needing groceries and gas to get to work. And as a partner, a percentage of that is going towards people who need it right around us. Come and join me on ltkradio.com. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and we are in for a great show. I want to welcome you and just say what a great day to be in the presence of God, where we are talking about things that are happening in our real world, and it's connecting to, like, his kingdom pleasure is kind of a thought I'm having in my mind, like how he just notices things that we pay attention to that mean a lot to him. So you are in for a great show. All right. So wanted to uh, bring just to to mind this amazing uh, connection we have in our Facebook group or our website. So please jump in either one. If you search in Facebook for Let's Talk Kingdom Radio, please click join and we'll put you right in the group to continue our conversations. Or you can visit us on the website at ltkradio.com and you can find out anything current that's happening there. So either one, we would love to have you. Okay, so um, I want to come in here and just come back, I think, to a conversation that I've had here in in Kingdom Talk. You know, let's talk kingdom, right? Like, there's just times where you're recognizing that God is wanting to be louder um, around a situation than uh, just a one-time moment with Him. And that's where I am like today. I am in this moment of proclaiming and understanding and living out uh, these moments with God around Deuteronomy 15. Now, we have been here before. It's such an amazing section of scripture because what God was doing for me is connecting the fact that he is wanting to provide. He's wanting to bless. He's wanting to pour out blessing, but he actually has a particular way that he enjoys doing this. And um, it's fun because he actually told us here what he wants to do with what uh, we have and what we do. And so let me pray blessing over us today as we are stepping into just kind of this next place of understanding the scripture. Okay. So God, thank you for let's talk kingdom radio. Thank you for what you're doing and the blessing of this. Thank you for, 
um, what it means that we would take you at your word, like you would say something and we would say, oh, that's what that means. And we would do it. Like, I really ask that that would be true of me. That would be true of my family. That would be true of the listeners of Let's Talk Kingdom and the places that this show is going to go, that we would be people that hear your voice and then just do it. We understand something because we're looking at it from your perspective. So do that today. Like, like help us to see how this connects to our everyday. So we love you, Jesus. Thank you so much for being here and guiding us. Um, just anoint this special time in our lives for such a time as this, this place that we are recognizing that scripture is coming alive in this area. Uh, so bless us today. Our hands of understanding and giving all of it together in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, let me go ahead and jump right in here. So I'm in Deuteronomy 15, starting in 7. This is where, um, you know, it's so great. Like we've talked about Jubilee before. We've talked about what it represented and how um, the Israelites were meant to celebrate years of Jubilee. But there's this section right in the middle of, of this big celebration that talks about the poor and giving to the poor in the land you've been given. And we've talked about this before, you know, like this place of influence that you've been given. And, you know, it can actually be, you know, uh, people like you see the same people every day at work. It could actually be um, a territory of land, like an actual plot of land that every time you go there, uh, there's just such favor on you with God and with man. And, and you see it and you see people responding and um, and you can see that there are people in need even in that area and you, you're needing to give to them and you can feel that pleasure and that joy. <laughs> like it's all accurate. So what I wanted to come in here though is there's this place in this chapter um, <laughs> that really is connecting God's understanding of blessing and our doing of generosity. Now, I know that generosity is something that, um, you know, is applauded. I mean, no matter where you are, no matter um, what it's to, if someone were to mention that person is generous and this is how they did it, it always elevates that person, doesn't it? Like, generosity is something that lifts like it not just lifts the people that are receiving it but it lifts the person who's giving it and it's always true i mean you know you look at somebody differently when you know they've been giving money away they've been giving time away they've been giving you know things away from a generous place you know maybe even like the simple things of you know, your boss didn't charge you as much, or I mean, I'm sorry, your landlord didn't charge you as much as needed, you know, and gave you a break on your rent, you know, or uh, something happened and the bank is letting you extend payments. I mean, you can express generosity in all kinds of forms. But I want to talk about something that God mentions about having an open hand to the brethren in your land. And I was reading about this. I was reading about what this means. And this is in uh, starting in, in verse seven. It's this 
it's this understanding in this place of joy that your hand is open to the people that are in the land around you. And, and of course, like this is where God can clarify, you know, is the land around you the people that you're seeing every day or you always see the same group of people once a week? You know, they're a regular maybe at the coffee shop you work at, which keeps coming to mind. So if that's blessing somebody. But, you know, even like the customers that you have, like maybe you own a business and you have the same customers, you know, um, maybe you actually are in a work environment where you always see the same delivery guy. I mean, it's these types of repeating places with people that you're saying, yes, people, I have, I have like favor with these people. They are in a land for me that God has given me to influence and to bless and to understand, Right. You know, if it's territory, if it's an actual, like, I go to this place, in that place, um, I experience real favor. I experience people, you know, but I experience other things in that land. There's just such favor there for me, you know, and, and I know that's very true. <laughs> like, I can think about, uh, think back actually to a time that I had favor with land, and it was really amazing because um, the land was representing a lot of a journey that I was even experiencing myself and people were experiencing and I was praying over this land and, and I was watching it transform and it was under construction and it was really amazing. Okay, but anyway, all that to say, God can give you perspective of land, whether it means people in that land that you are seeing all the time or an actual plot of land, or it could even be, you know, land representing the country that you're in or the state that you're in. I mean, just to kind of help you embrace what it means to read the scripture um, when you're talking about the land that God has given you. Now, you know that in this time frame, this is talking to the Israelites, right? And they were meant to care for the land that, that, you know, that was scoped out and given to them in the promised land, right? And so, you know, it's that reminder of, you know, you're this particular family group of these Israelites and you are in charge of that land. You know, how is it going? You know, how are the people in that land? You know, if you are the ones that are uh, the most favored and the most blessed, then how does everybody else look in your land? It's really a great question because in the scripture, it says brethren. It says this place of the people that are closest to you. Now, it's not always family that he's speaking to in this moment because he's talking about the poor and there may not necessarily be poor in your family. There may be poor though around you, whether the, you know, the land isn't a place that you work, a place that you visit or a place that you go eat in, you know, there are people who are in need. And, um, I wanted to bring this back to us because there is something that I think we somehow put in a compartment maybe, you know, as kingdom people, you know, we don't mean to do this, but we go, I gave to my church, so everything's good, you know, or I gave to that organization and I know they're blessing people. Like, I know that's what they're doing. That's why I gave to them. And God said for me to give, like, I know that these are the good things that, that I should be doing because I was following God. I was being prompted. I knew that that's something that would bless those people. So I did it financially. I gave, and I know that, 
God blesses that. I mean, <laughs> consistently, you know, he is wanting us to follow his voice, his his footsteps in caring for others. Like he wants us to do this. But I want to read this to you because there's something in this scripture that makes it personal. And, and I want to read this so that you can hear it. But if there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates of the land which the Lord thy God has given thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. Okay, so like there's a lot in that, but it really is Wow, so God is saying that there are brethren, there are people that are connected to God in my land. And he is also saying that there are people in that same land that have need. So I am I am meant to open my hand to them. And I love that. Like, I think that that's, you know, such a old term idea. But to look at somebody's hand and say, you know, is that hand open or is it closed? It's like, you know, the symbolism of, you know, knowing if that person is willing or not willing. Right. Like, that's what this is representing at this point. You know, it's not this place of, you know, do they have it? <laughs> Or do they not have it? That's not what this is. This is actually a moment of of willingness. And, you know, um, something I've learned about the will that I have and what God wants to do with my will, you know, he actually connects the will that I have to my heart and he connects the will that I have to my mind. And so, you know, he's doing these things because he is wanting us to see you know, where is the will that I have, you know, to help the people that are in need around me? And this is not helping everybody. Like, that's what the scripture is saying. Talking to the land that you've been given. I mean, this could be your neighborhood. You know, this could be the neighborhood that's actually just right across from yours. You know, I mean, here in Kentucky, I'm telling you, it's hilarious. You know, on one side of the street, you can have mansions and you go down just a few streets and you literally have some of the poorest people you've seen. I mean, I know that not everyone knows that. Um, even about the city that I live in. And I see a lot of that because I live downtown, but it's, it's really accurate. You know, you can find people that have a lot of money steps away from people who don't. And I just think there's something about this that God is saying, Hey, you know, not only do I want you to give to these amazing organizations, or I want you to be, you know, open handed and willing to financially give when I ask you to, but what if we have Christians, Christian people were to say, like, it's actually my, my joy. Like, it's actually something that God wants to do through me. and He's going to give it back to me because it actually says it's a couple of verses above that, but it says, um, save when there shall be no poor among you for the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. And I think that like, I'm, I'm reading this and I'm going, okay, God, like I really had no idea, you know, that there would be constant blessing in my life because I was taking care of the poor 
around me, like literally within the land I've been given. And I mean, I want you to clarify this with God, you know, ask him, you know, is it, is it directly in my family that you want me to look at and concentrate on? Is it my neighborhood? Is it, you know, maybe a restaurant that I visit, you know, where is the land that you've given me that I know I can be looking for people that are in need? It's like a whole shift in why you would, you would go somewhere. You know, like it's a shift in, you know, so if the Kroger's down the street, when I go grocery shopping, if God is like, hey, this is this is part of the land you've been given. There are people in here that have need. I want you to see if there's somebody here you can give to. Now, I know that's an extreme example, but I know that that has happened. Actually, there was a a checkout guy who uh, just started uh, blessing us with some coupons and man, it was needed. Like, I mean, I really needed it to be $2 less. It was kind of that moment. And um, he did that for us and it was very unexpected. And I just felt such a blessing from this guy. He, he didn't have to do that, but he did. And it actually we were able to keep everything right there. It was completely on budget and I could get everything that we wanted. And, you know, I knew that money was coming into our account in a couple of weeks, like a large sum of money that we had been waiting on. And God let me know that I could go bless that guy. And I did. I ended up going and giving that guy, I mean, I think it was 50 bucks. Like it wasn't even a ton of money, Like it was 50 bucks. And he was so touched. He was so connected to the generosity and the goodness of God in that moment that, you know, it didn't have to be 50 bucks. Like it just felt like a million bucks to him because of how much he needed it. And I'm telling you, there are times like that. You know, there's times of, you know, these random acts where you're just going, okay, God, I am living in this land. I am, I am aware that that person has need, but you know what we do? And I even did this today for a minute, you know, based off of how maybe somebody looks or based off of, you know, a perception you think that is going on with that person, um, you may not have the initial thought to give to them. You know, you may be like, I am not giving to them or I'm not getting close to that person or, you know, whatever it is. And I I just want to say to you, like, there really are times that God can surprise you. And and I want to tell you the story. So, I love Chick-fil-A tea. If you don't know this about me, I mean, please learn it right now. Like, it is some of the closest uh, sweet tea to my Granny Jones's tea. Like, it's just some of the best. And her tea was the best. Um, but it's the closest that I can find. And so I love Chick-fil-A tea. And I was going there today to get some. And I saw a lady in the parking lot. And... You know, she didn't really have a place she was going. She was kind of wandering through the parking lot. But one of the first things I noticed about her was how skinny she was. And I said that out loud. I was like, man, she is really skinny. Um, But then her face turned to me and she looked really troubled. And I'm telling you, at first I was like, I really don't know if I want to meet her. (laughs) You know, like that was my initial thought because her face just didn't seem like um, it would be a good experience for me. And so I got my tea and I, I kept, she was still wandering around. And, um, but do you know, like I had joy in a moment and it was like, I actually can get her food. And it was this place of, 
um, I agreed to something that was happening uh, with the Holy Spirit. Like I saw her wandering. She went up to a, a car um, and walked away. But it was like in that moment, the Holy Spirit just kind of gave me this place of, Oh my gosh, I can get that for her. Like I can go get her that food. And so I had to drive and find her because she had gone into um, the next parking lot. I couldn't really find her that easy. But when I did, I, I basically, I mean, I literally first thing, I was just like, hi, would you like me to get you food? And she started tearing up. She started crying and said, yes, please. And I got her order and I went and got it and brought it back. And this woman was talking about, you know, just how God was responding. You know, he was responding to her. She was hungry um, and she was really hungry. Like this was not just a, um, a moment of where she didn't have a need. Like she was really hungry. I don't know, maybe the last time she had eaten, but we got to talk for a little bit, you know, and here's the thing. And I was recognizing this as, you know, I said goodbye to her and she, you know, is heading on and I'm sitting there in my van and I'm just thinking of this verse, I'm thinking of, you know, in my tangible world, what does it mean that I go to Chick-fil-A to get my sweet tea and I recognize there is a person in need, you know, and I'm telling you, I know that there really are times that the Holy Spirit will say, no, I don't want you to interact with that person. But what about the times that the Holy Spirit says yes? Like, what about the times that the Holy Spirit is like, that is somebody that is within the land you've been given and they have a need and I want you to have an open hand right now. I mean, what is $7 to me right now when I could experience the joy of watching this woman actually eat food um, and maybe food that she hasn't had in like a day? You know, I don't know how long it's been, but she was really hungry. I mean, you could see it. And, and I just want to say, like, we can be these people. Could you imagine what things would look like if we were the ones Looking at the land around us, the people around us, recognizing that there's need and we were the ones giving to them. Like, what would things look like? I mean, what would your church look like <laughs> if you were seeing that there were people in need and there were people in that church saying, I'm a kingdom person. I'm actually going to give to that need. And I'm going to give in the way that God is asking me to. Like, I'm not just going to go send them to an organization. Like, I'm not just going to expect the church to create some fund and, and, and give to that person that they have to apply for. Like, listen, these things are good. And I want you to know that, like, I have actually been blessed by some of those things before. You know, I mean, especially during COVID. You know, you're sitting here going, oh, my goodness, like, what are the things that are set up for me because we are in need, right? So I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about this radical place of God's heart. And I was reading like someone describing what it meant um, in this chapter in, in 15, 7, where the generosity is meant to go for the people in the land that you've been given. And it's this place of God demonstrating that the way that he wants generosity to work is that it would flow through the hands of his people to the people in need. Because once that happens, God is being blessed because it's his way. He sees that person's need. He knows it's tangible. And he's wanting to use one of his kingdom people to listen and respond to the people in the land that they've been given. Because he says, what is it, in verse 4? 
that he will greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for the inheritance to possess it. So I could be in this blessed land, but you know, I'm sitting here not giving to a single person that's in it. And God's like, hey, listen, I may have given you something abundant, whether it's an abundant neighborhood, an abundant house. You know, maybe you don't have a ton um, of funds right now, but you have an abundance of something that God is like, hey, you know what? If you were giving to the people that are in need around you and I will show you who they are, then I promise I'm going to bless you. Like such a blessing that it's going to look like an inheritance. It's going to look like something that is bigger than just your everyday provision. You know, and I want to say this could be you. This could be me. This could be us. Like what would our, you know, people and surroundings and influence look like if we were the ones that were taking Deuteronomy (laughs) 15 7 personal and we said we are going to be the ones that respond we are going to be the ones who say there are people in the land I've been given at that coffee shop at the grocery store in my neighborhood at my church even you know people that are in my family that have need and I can give to that person and watch God bless you because he promises that this is his way this is how he's going to do it and so I just want to give this to you like a reminder of we can be kingdom people we can approach the need within the land we've been given with an abundance because we know that God is saying hey not just is this coming from the goodness of your own heart this is coming from a promise of I will bless you I will bless you in the land you've been giving so richly. It's going to look like an inheritance. And I speak that over you today. Um, Would we live as kingdom people in the land you've been given? Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week. Olivia believes in creating partnerships for Let's Talk Kingdom. People who know that kingdom topics and kingdom approaches add value and multiply what God is doing in your life. She wants you to become a monthly partner of Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Visit ltkradio.com and click on the Partner tab. Become a monthly partner and watch kingdom conversations grow around you. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom. What a joy to talk about risking on God's voice and the power that you have inside, you are welcome to come and visit us on our website at ltkradio.com. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.